Welcome to the Everyday PM Podcast, the podcast where we discuss project management principles for your everyday life. My name is Ann Campia, and I'm a certified project slash program manager with over a decade of experience working for various industries, healthcare, retail, consumer goods, tech, marketing, you name it. I feel like I've been through the gambit of all of them. Um, I'm so excited to welcome Laura Chaddington, who is the founder of Talking Shop Co. She carries such an impressive resume, which we'll go into when we talk about her background, but she is on the podcast today to talk to us about five secrets for connecting and influencing others. I can't stress how important this topic is, especially for our project management community, as a big part of what we do as project managers is not just to motivate teams, but also to influence and connect them as well. So Laura, you're coming with the secrets. Welcome to the podcast. For those who have not met you yet, please take a brief moment to introduce yourself to our audience. Hi, I'm Laura, and I help professionals communicate and present with confidence. I help them influence upwards, and I really help them accelerate their career. Um, And thank you very much for having me on your podcast today. Absolutely. And Laura, you bring such great big accolades, but I think some of the things I want to call out for our audience are your over 20 years of experience of directing multi-million dollar projects, global communications, right? Communicating up to your executive C-level suite executives is is a particular focus area for you and helping coach others on how to do so. So you bring forth your expertise and you're going to teach all of us on how to connect and influence others today. But before we get started, why don't we go through um, just kind of a brief introduction of your professional background? Sure. I actually started out my career, uh, believe it or not, as a computer programmer, which was many, many, many years ago. And actually, um, it wasn't very cool to be a a techie at the time, but that was my chosen profession. And back then, the, the, the programmers were sort of kept in a different room and no one really understood what we did. And we sat there with, you know, on our computers with our hoods up. It was it was sort of like that profession. And there were really two things that made me different. One of them was I was female and there were hardly any females in the tech industry back then. Yeah. And the second thing was that I could actually communicate with humans which was also quite a novelty back then. And actually it meant that very early on in my career, in my early twenties, I was sort of put into positions of project management and managing clients and directing projects um, because I could communicate between both the technical world and I understood the business world and I sort of had that human interaction. And actually it's a superpower. It's a superpower. And, and funnily enough, it, it still is actually. Yeah. Um, it, it's really have that connection between those those worlds is is hugely valuable. Um, the way I actually got into communication and influence uh, was really because I did a presentation once after I'd worked on a project. We, it was a it was an information hub for a merger of law firms, and it and we had worked you know, sweat and blood and tears mm-hmm. 14 months delivered this project. I, I worked alongside the client and the project was delivered successfully, so successfully that the three senior partners came and said they wanted to have a meeting with me and my project team. And actually that was awesome, which was great because they wanted to talk about what the next steps were. But I remember sure. sort of putting down the phone and thinking, ah, <laughs> 
you know, the idea of communicating, presenting to anyone filled me with horror. And I sort of spent the next week sort of fretting and not sleeping and not eating. And I remember going into that presentation and the three senior partners were in front of me and my team and the client's team. It was kind of this horseshoe shape. Mm-hmm. And I walked up, walked up to that front of that, um, that meeting room and for the next 15 minutes I sort of bumbled and mumbled and I sort of stared at the floor and I stared at the presentation and I you know I just wanted the ground to swallow me up and instead of sort of talking after that presentation the senior partners asked a couple of polite questions and sort of left right because they're like you know and and it was really at that point where I realized that, you know, no matter how hard you work, no matter how much effort and sweat you put into a project, if you cannot communicate and present effectively to mm-hmm. all the stakeholders in your project, you know, your clients, your your bosses, your team, whoever it is, if you cannot communicate and influence effectively, you're just not going to get as much success. And I sort of spent, since that awful presentation, I decided I was never going to go in and have that same experience. And I've sort of spent my career working in industry and directing projects, um, yeah. and uh, but, but also mastering the art of communication and influence. So the, the tools that I'm going to talk about today or the strategies I'm going to talk about today are really applied in industry it's not theory it's sure. just stuff that has been really effective for me during my career okay well why don't we dive right into it i imagine communication has some sort of influence in the secrets you're going to actually be able to disclose <laughs> with us today but why don't we run through at least starting with the five secrets what are they for connecting and yes. influencing others For sure. And I think, you know, you said it at the start, being able to communicate and build rapport with the people that you're speaking to is it's critical no matter what job you are. If you're interacting with other human beings, you need to be able to do Mm -hmm. that. And I think with project managers, you know, you need to be able to influence others and connect with others and get rapport with others so that you can, you know, persuade people to to take action, to to get, get responsibility to you know manage your team to to sell into solutions into clients so it it's really critical in a project management role to be able to do that and I think especially and I I, I I'm sure everyone will be nodding their head when you're a project manager in the workplace what you don't have is you don't have that automatic authority because yes. you're not you're not their boss you know, you're not the, the 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 director in the company. You're not any of these. So actually, mm-hmm. us project managers have to find ways to really engage and connect with people so that we can get mm-hmm. the outcomes that we want. So absolutely, hence, I've kind of ended up where I've ended up, and you know, it kind of a natural natural progression. So I think that number one and the the, the number one secret about really connecting and being able to influence people is about meeting people where they are mm. and not where you're coming from yeah and again this is a very simple idea but it is actually extremely powerful so for example if we're going in if you're going into an interaction with a senior stakeholder for instance 
you will go into that meeting thinking, you know, I've got to get this, you know, I need to know this, I've got to get them to do this, this is going on in my life, I haven't done this, I haven't done that. And you go into that interaction with everything that's on your mind because you're human and, and that's what us humans do. Yeah. The thing is, is that senior stakeholder is coming into that meeting with a completely different map of the world, a completely different view. And actually their day and their week and their lives are completely different to a project managers. So they're going to have different questions. They might have different mm-hmm. outcomes. They may have different challenges and pains and emotions and experiences. So if you want to connect with them, and it goes for anyone you're talking to, if you can really put yourselves in their shoes and empathize and really understand what their pain points are, sure. what their emotional touch points are what their you know what do they want what are their outcomes and start at that place at the beginning of their of the conversation you're going to get their attention because you're talking about what they're interested in you're going to be able to connect with them because you're going to talk in their language Mm -hmm. and you can therefore once you've got that connection they're like yeah yeah that's exactly you know that's exactly what I need to do and exactly what I need to know you then get your you you know you build your credibility with them and you can get the outcomes that you want so meeting people where they are and not where you're coming from is key to have influence on the people that you're talking to and make a connection and build the rapport and the interaction got it does that make sense yeah Yeah, absolutely absolutely yeah number two I think that's number one And, and so number two is on a similar vein which is matching communication styles and mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll give you a, 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 an example happened to me yesterday, actually, in my personal life. Um, we like people, especially when we're communicating to be like us. It's one of the foundations of building rapport. Yeah. So if you if you go into a, an interaction and, and, and again, for, for more senior people, they tend to speak much higher up. So in my life, I'm really, really busy all the time. I just want just give me the headlines and I will act on them, right? Mm-hmm. I don't need all the detail. And actually my daughter, who's 14, she's the extreme opposite, right? And she will give you a half hour lecture on, you know, what do I, something I need to sign up for. And I'm just like, where is it? Where do I need to go? Give me the link and I'll do it. And she's like, well, you know, we've got to go to this website and I, I you know, this is what my friends are doing and this is yeah. what we, you know, and I'm just like, give me the headlines, Rosie. Right. <laughs> and we're just coming into that conversation with different styles of communication now Rose is obviously only 14 so it's it's she's got her own world but as adults and as project managers we can recognize the style of communication of the people that we're talking to exactly and we can match it yeah and if you match that and again it's not that you have to change everything that you do but it's about building the connection and getting the rapport and you can match it in terms of content so if they're very high level you give them the high level stuff sure if they want detail you give them the detail if yep. they talk really fast and blah 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 blah, blah you talk you know you match the the tone of their voice and the way that you do it and mm-hmm. if they talk really slowly and pause a lot 
you match exactly that. And, and it it's, sounds slightly odd, but we naturally do it. We naturally start matching the people that we have rapport with. So if you do it consciously, you do it intentionally with the people you want to influence, mm-hmm. it kind of shortcuts yeah. that process. Yeah, makes yeah? sense so far. Okay, so that's number two. Number three is about being confident in our communication and okay. this is an obvious one it's an obvious one but again it's it's something to be really conscious of so we are naturally drawn to confident people we're naturally drawn to them because of you know it's it was a survival thing the strongest people survived and that sort of plays out in the world that we live in today so mm-hmm. we 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 need to communicate with confidence and it isn't just about you know what we say it's about how we are and what our posture is like and I think that um when you when you've got sort of confidence when you feel confident you you communicate confidence and also it enables you you're thinking confidently right so your thoughts are more confident and you have better thoughts and they're more productive and something to really remember is that whatever is going on inside however you're feeling inside is what you're going to communicate outside Mm -hmm. so it's very hard to cover up if you're not feeling confident it's very hard to communicate confidently so you can you can you can read it you read people don't you you see exactly that you're kind of like well they don't seem very confident in what they're recommending so there's no way I'm gonna I'm gonna buy into that so it's really important to be confident and we could do a whole podcast on how can you be more confident in how you communicate but I think we should absolutely (laughs) (laughs) happy to but there are components like I, I you know lots of us think that oh so-and-so is really confident all the time I wasn't I'm not really a naturally confident person or but actually they're just different starting points so mm-hmm. there are components of confidence and, and it starts with your breathing and your posture and you yeah. can change your, the components of confidence so that you feel more confident and therefore you project more confidence. And that is so important to communicate that confidence when you're trying to influence someone else because they need to feel like you know what you're doing and it builds your credibility mm-hmm. in you know in, a, in any interaction that you're having. So confidence is really, really key to all the communication you have if you want to influence other people. And in my story at the beginning, you know, obviously I stood up into that presentation and lacked any confidence at all. And therefore, you know, they were just like, this is wasting our time. So it's definitely those nonverbal cues, right? That are are direct giveaways of how much you may have prepped or not prepped for a presentation or a call. And I, I think when we use the word confidence, and I I, I do I will take you up on that offer to do a separate yeah. um, conversation around that, because I think very often project managers are in those uncomfortable situations, which mm-hmm. then may lead to less confidence in the way they communicate and, and influence others. But where I'm going with my comment is that I had a boss who once told me, find your voice. And so Mm -hmm. far, I feel like it fits into this narrative up until points one, two, and three, in that 
it's not confidence that equals cockiness and I know everything and you don't. It's confidence in knowing that you have thought about this given topic or situation in in a way that would make sense for the people that you're communicating with. And very often to break me out of my lack of confidence growing up as a project manager, my former mentor slash boss would tell me, find your voice. It doesn't mean that you have to communicate and say the same things that I do in the same way that I do, but understand how to get, deliver the same message, but in your own voice. And that really did give me the confidence to know that Laura could be saying the same thing I am. I just may deliver it a little bit differently and that's okay. And so I think mm-hmm. point up uh, points one, two, and three so far are definitely resonating with me. I hope so for the audience as well. Yeah. Um, let's, yeah. let's go to number four. So, um, excuse me, that's my, uh, no problem. Um, so everything you said is true. And I think finding your, your, there are components of it and finding your comfort, being comfortable in yourself and your own voice is, is, is key because it, it, people are attracted to it, right? People are attracted to that confidence. So it's very important. And additionally, number four is using certainty in the language that you use. So just sort of going on to one of the elements of the components of what makes up confidence is using certainty in in your language so mm-hmm. in a, in a sort of project environment you as a client and i've been on, i've been on the supply side and i've been on the client side and as a client you really want or as a boss you know you want to hear certainty in what people are saying to you because it feels of like course. they're in control right yes. so if i said to a project manager right so you know when are you going to have that delivered and they're sort of thinking oh I don't I don't actually know mm-hmm. and saying well we think we're going to have it delivered by December blah, 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 blah. you know automatically in terms of communicating confidence and influence to, I'm just like well are you or are you exactly not? You know? exactly credibility and, and, and even, all of those yeah. things take a hit right. absolutely and, and even if even if you don't know the answer, and even if you don't know that you're definitely going to deliver in December, you need to use the language of confident, you know, I, you know, we will be delivering in December, X, Y, and Z. I know that I absolutely believe that, right? Mm-hmm. What that does is it communicates, it, it communicates confidence and credibility. And remember, in the previous point where we're talking about we're attracted to confident people. So I'm not saying that every project gets delivered on time and in budget, because mm-hmm. I know that's not true. Exactly. But when you're having conversations, you need to be confident about what you're saying. Yes. And in the same way, if the, if the project's going over, you, you know, you're coming back and communicating confidently, like I, I'm in control. I know it's mm-hmm. over budget, but these are the reasons why. Exactly. Um, and this is what I'm doing about it. And yeah. if you add confidence and certainty into your language, the person that you're talking to is going to be like, oh, okay, right. They sound like they've got this in control. And mm-hmm. that certainty in your language is really important to get across to the people that you're dealing with and with your project team right if you're like oh we hope that we're gonna blah 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 they're kind of like well don't you know (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) they go with it they go with 
how you communicate your confidence in getting something done. And, and you present information without fallacy. You don't want to give information where you're saying we're on time, what Laura just said, we're on time, but we're actually not. But it's 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 about the way that you control the narrative and are confident in we've done our due diligence, we're not on time. However, there are certain things we can do to try to get us back on track and just walk through in a very thorough and logical manner how you've thought about problem solving. And I think there's you with that comes a lot of respect and trust from your peers, knowing that you have tried to think about a given situation from all angles and are presenting the best possible outcome or recommendation for the team. So absolutely makes sense, Laura. I, I love number four. I mean, I love one, two, three, four so far, but I'm <laughs> eager to hear five to see if it what synthesizes. I have a guess on five, but maybe I'll well, just wait then. to see. Yes. Go, go Should on, I no, guess? I, I'm curious on. to see if, it, if it's anything about, yeah. I, I could be way off here. I'm curious to see if it's anything about trust, inherent trust or something like that. Um, because I think subtly in each of your points, there's this goal to build trust and credibility amongst your peers, which then helps you connect and influence with them. So number five, secret. What is it? <laughs> that would be a really good number five, but actually I'm going to take a totally different turn on this. I'm happy about this. Yes. yes. <laughs> and say that actually number five to communicating and connecting and influencing others is about and I think this is one of the most important things that you can do for your career is being front of mind and if you think about everyone you think about your own job and your own responsibilities and you think about you know that the, the higher you go up the, the more you know pressure responsibilities everyone is focused sure. on doing what they need to do and you can spend you know you can spend your time focused on working hard and being the best you can at your job and doing the best you can but actually that only gets you so far in the the the, the environments that we work in and you actually I I would recommend and I I work with my clients is to spend some of your time um, focused on communicating to others other stakeholders whether it's line managers other people in your company communicating the, the what you've been doing and the success that you've you, that you've had and the project teams had and the projects had and again typically project managers we're, we're always working and trying to get things through and we're so busy sure. and we don't add this sort of layer of communication into our sort of week so adding that layer of, you know, influencing up, reporting up, communicating to others the success. And you don't have to do it in a kind of, I don't mean in an oh, listen to me and all that I've done. Yes. But, you know, it could be things like you could set up meetings with, with sort of key stakeholders that may help facilitate your projects. Or, you know, it might be people that are going to help you get promoted or it might be clients and, you know, I've got an idea. Can I run it by you? I really would like to get your advice on this. You know, there's a project that I've just delivered. I think you would have, find some interest in it because of X, Y and Z. Sure. So those interactions are done very uh, indirectly so it's not like I want to come and tell you how wonderful I am and how wonderful my project is sure but you can 
you can engage with different stakeholders in in your working environment and then you're front of mind for them mm-hmm. and they already know you know we've done the, you know projects that you've worked on you know areas that you've worked in so that when different opportunities come up they're like oh you know i know that Anne did this project it's totally relevant to that let's get her on this project yeah yeah and the absolutely. thing is if you don't do that piece of communication, you know, and it could be um, case studies, it could be blog posts, it could be, you know, all sorts of different types of communication. If you don't raise your profile in the workplace, then you again, you're just not going to get the same opportunities. And sure. typically, I find lots of people come to me because they they are awesome at their job, right? They're, they're doing an amazing job but they're not communicating to the business and in the workplace, the success that they have and their expertise and their competency. So number five of communicating and influencing others is to make sure you're front of mind so that you are on other people's minds and people will come to you for specific expertise and information. And it really helps get on that promotion track that I'm sure everyone wants to be on. That number five blows my mind because it's one of those things where very often, and and this is project manager or just anybody in trying to grow their career, we often forget about ourselves, especially in a project manager role where your job is really to help others succeed. And I love number five. Number five is truly a secret, I think. A lot of folks don't think that way, um, especially, mm-hmm. in, again, in our role, the role that we take up as PMs, we're not often thinking that way about and, and subtly making sure that people know and recognize the great work that you're producing in your role. And there's a, there's a way to do it to where it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like you are taking all the credit of the team. It's in a celebration of the accomplishments of everybody. But when they look back at the historical and see who was the project manager on that, mm-hmm. they'll see Laura's name is attached to it every single time. And I, it's, I'm still thinking, I'm still processing number five because I'm just so in love with it. It just makes mm-hmm. sense. And I love that you've summarized one, two, three, four with five because it, it goes back to you yourself and advocating for your own career and also making sure that in recognition of your accomplishments it's also connecting and influencing others because they're kind of seeing the great work that you're putting out into the organization so that was amazing and my number five cannot beat your number five secret Laura but (laughs) I wasn't competing but yeah (laughs) it, it, it is something and just to add to what you said it is something that I work with. I call it a personal marketing plan. It's something that I work with all my clients. And typically people who are very competent tend not to do it because we're busy and everything, you know, mm-hmm. and we forget this, this piece. But actually it is core to career progression. And it is, you know, and whatever your aspirations are and, and whatever they are, it's core to getting on projects you want to work on. And you said it earlier on, you know, it's about trust. And mm-hmm. we are all heads down, so busy. We haven't got time to go, oh, they look like they were doing a really good job. It, it just isn't in our working day anymore. So see it as uh, building trust, building relationships and just 
building credibility and expertise in something that you do. And I think for project managers, even more important because um, I think some of a lot of the time people don't really understand how much work is going on behind the scenes to deliver the project. Yes, so it's a real community to say, hey, this is what, you know, this is the work we've put in and this is, you know, this is what we do and this is how we do it. And this is the value. And I'd always be thinking, you know, what is the value that you're bringing to the company and to the clients and mm -hmm. to the workplace and, and, and talk in those terms. So really powerful to implement that. And I wish someone had told me that when I was 20, because I yes. started implementing way, 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 way back. <laughs> and maybe had a different career, but um, really, really good strategy to, to, to implement. Well, this has been so insightful, hopefully for everybody, not just myself, but I always feel selfish in these conversations because I'm absorbing everything and saying, I want to do all these things, as does our audience. So thank you, Laura, for sharing your five so not so secrets anymore with our audience. <laughs> and I hope that everybody will be able to implement one, two, three, four, and five to be able to connect and influence and communicate with others. So for folks that want to continue the conversation, conversation with you where can they find you online so the best uh, place to find me online in, in the context of this conversation is to go to www.influenceupwards.com and there you'll be able to find information on exactly how to do some of the things that we've talked about today um, and more information so influenceupwards.com is really helpful in in the conversation that we're having today Wonderful. And I'll make sure any other re relevant links that you want to share with our audience are posted along with this video and podcast. And if you want to support the Everyday PM podcast, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're on all the podcasting platforms. Feel free to search for the Everyday PM. You can also watch the video version of this on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Ancampia. While you're there, click subscribe, leave us a comment and click the bell for notifications of when new content goes up. So thanks everyone for joining Laura and I in this installment of the Everyday PM podcast. And until next time, take care. <laughs>